0: Hello, and welcome to the Productivity Podcast. And this week, I'm going to be interviewed myself. By me. I am
1: Daniel, a friend of Bryson. I'm also a co-host with him on a different podcast, but I'm hopping over to this one to ask him some questions. Yeah, a simple man talking to the very person that, uh, me as a listener of his podcast, and I imagine everybody else listening as well, listeners of his stuff, kind of maybe reassessing some things, me asking just basic questions. I'm not a, I'm not a huge productivity nerd myself. I'm just a basic person who, who likes to know how to maximize productivity and efficiency in his life. So big fan of the show.
0: This episode will mostly address uh, a lot of things and a lot of misconceptions with productivity in general, because like he said himself, Daniel's not super into productivity the same way I am. And it can be very different than what a lot of people expect on a first glance. And especially with me, I've I've become so swamped in the idea of trying to maximize what I can get out of everything I do that it can just generally alienate people all around. If you don't actually understand what people are talking about, you're never going to get interested in it. And this is a great way to actually get interested in being a better person overall, learning more and Doing a better job of what you do.
1: Yeah. Hopefully this helps. Okay. So my first question, how do you go about your morning? Slash, how do you set up a productive morning?
0: So this question is kind of great because there's a lot of different things and different stigmas associated with like the weird CEO billionaire morning routine type things. <laughs> I know I everyone knows the one where it's like I wake up at three thirty every morning and I do like a six mile run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just ridiculous because it's not an accurate picture of what anyone actually wants to do. Um, even if you know, some people might swear by that. It's not something that even benefits the majority of people. It trashes their sleep schedule into something where they can't have fun with their friends. And it just makes life uh, very focused on one particular thing, but they don't get to live anywhere else. And that's not really something that I pursue. But with that, there is quite a bit to actually take from a productive morning, you know, setting up your morning to be very helpful. Um, one thing that I've really established in my own work is trying to set up a actual like checklist that I go through every morning. It sounds nerdy as heck, right? But I have a recurring uh, item in my task manager. I use things, um, and this is really nice because I don't have to rewrite out the checklist every time or anything like that. And it just appears in my task manager, hey, you have to do these things. And it's called a morning routine. Sometimes I get to the things later in the afternoon. But the main thing is that I do it every day. These are just consistent, really basic habits. You know, I make my coffee every morning. I set out my clothes for the next morning. I take a shower. I brush my teeth. I take my pills. Um, It's just that sort of thing. It's it's a very basic type of idea. But it probably saves me, you know, 45 minutes a day, I'd say. Because a lot of people linger. A lot of people, you know, they have these ideas of a checklist in their own head that they go through, whereas they have to bring that up in their own mind every time. Even if it is a habit, it's not extremely habitual to the point where they can still linger around. They can still, you know, watch a video here or there. Um, Maybe read some news articles or something. Instead, what I do is I go straight through a list and everything is very uh, dedicated. Everything is very essential. And whenever I'm actually working on something, that's the thing I'm doing. I'm not paying attention to anything else besides what I'm actually doing.
1: Wow. Yeah. I know for myself, when I get up in the morning, I usually, I'm sitting on my phone for about like 10 minutes responding to any notifications I got. Um, Then I reluctantly roll out of bed super tired, go to the showers, take a shower, come back, eat, make my bed, brush my teeth, etc. But I don't really have like a task list. Do you, this task list that you're talking about, is that something like it's on your computer screen the second you wake up? And it's on my watch. It's on, on your on my phone. watch. Okay.
0: It's on, it, it's very incorporated into my life as a whole.
1: Really? Um, nice.
0: Just about anything I want to accomplish goes through a task manager. And this includes my morning routine because it's very, very clean, very structured. I can go through that. And even if I only do that in a day, I know that I did something good for my health. You know, I had I have meditation in there. I had that for a long time and it really helped. It's a great way to establish things that you do on a repeated basis or at least come to your mind every day.
1: I I, I think this question is important because that can be I, I know sometimes for myself, but I know for a lot of people the hardest part about really doing anything is the motivation to get out of bed and actually start to do things, you know? Oh, like it, the I start class, is I always awful.
0: You know, yeah. it's, um, And I'm not going to lie when I, I say, yeah, there are definitely mornings where I wake up and I'm like, ugh you know just barely functional but the main thing to realize is that is you know the hump right it's the hard thing to get over and once you get over it you're good i mean you're basically golden it just takes about 3 seconds of effort and there you are
1: so the hump that you're talking about the steps to get over the hump make a make a task
0: list you think right absolutely if you have a concrete goal set you say i take a shower after i wake up Even just having that written down somewhere, that forces you to be like, listen, you just have to do this one thing and you're golden. It's a lot harder to actually go towards anything if you don't have a goal. Um, Anyone involved in business, anyone involved in just about anything will tell you the exact same thing. Is there anything else that you do to
1: kind of get over that, like, I have to do things in the day, but I'm super tired right now. Is there anything else you do? besides maybe like a dedicated task list?
0: Well, dedicated task list is the first recommendation mm. the, from me, but a first recommendation from a lot of people is sleep schedules because, oh my goodness, if you do not fix your sleep schedule, you will never get just about anywhere with waking up properly. It's so hard to be able to accomplish anything if you're tired all the time. Yeah. And there's no real reason to be living half a life by getting one hour more out of each day.
1: Right. That's a good philosophy. I know a lot of people, there was this guy I knew who was like, I'm not going to get the recommended amount of sleep because that means half my life, I'm just asleep and I'm not doing anything. And so many more hours, I could be doing other things. But then at the same time, my thought process is like, yeah, you're like conscious more, but at at what cost? Because now you're more tired. You feel awful. Yeah, you feel awful. You're less productive. You do things at probably a worse quality than you could be if you got a better night's rest
0: yeah and it's a really common you know with the field of productivity right there's a lot of these weird guru type people who straight up just preach like oh i sleep two hours a day it's a terrible idea the yeah. f- the only people it works for are people who are completely weird. <laughs> it does not work for the average person at all, and it just makes a lot of people's lives miserable. You don't want to be yeah. miserable, you want to be happy, and that's like the whole thing with productivity is you get to spend more effort into the things that you actually like. yeah um,
1: there was a um a period of time where I felt just tired, I had constant headaches, and I recognized that could have been likely. To me, just not really getting anywhere above five hours of sleep every night. And it was it was not great. And I did some research because I I, I think there's like this myth or maybe this is old research that was done that's like six to eight hours is the recommended amount of sleep. Checked it recently. Seven to nine hours of sleep is actually the new recommended like chunk of time that you should be getting per night to have like restful uh, quality sleep. Absolutely. Um, So I've been striving for that a lot recently. I'm not a productivity guru, if you will. But that is like the little things like even in like this task idea that you bring up, like that is definitely something I'll look into. So yeah, and start
0: small with it, because I've expanded it with time. But originally, my main goal for this was just to take my pills every day. I I just had that as a recurring thing because it's so easy to forget, right? It's just this one random new thing that you've never had to do before and that you all, all of a sudden have to throw in there. And it was just hard for me to actually get in the habit of doing. So having it as a recurring item in my task list made me a lot more likely to do it. And I realized that if I did that with, A lot more things and slowly expanded it, it became just a really great way to save my mind a lot of energy.
1: To move on to another question, I am a college student. There's a lot of textbooks I am given and there are a lot of books I am recommended to read because they are classics or they contribute to the grand scheme of the art of storytelling, if you will. I happen to be a person. I love art. I I adore art, but I happen to be a person that is not the greatest reader in the world. I often get very unmotivated when it comes to reading larger books. Anything over 200 pages will really like shoot down the level of motivation I have to continue reading. I can't imagine I'm the only person with this problem. I know I'm not because I've talked to people and reading is exhausting. Do you have anything in the realms of notes to give people in regards to reading?
0: Well, the last episode I did was on habits And habits are an interesting thing because just forming the habit is actually the hardest part of actually accomplishing something most of the time, especially when it's something drawn out like reading where, you know, people don't read for a week, they read for years and years. And that's what turns you into a really great reader. You'd be blown away by how difficult it is even just to read like 30 minutes a day. It's a hard starting point starting with a big chunk especially reading something that you aren't interested in is a terrible strategy what you really want to do is you want to read something that first off you know you're gonna like you know like hey this is recommended to me by someone I really admire someone who I know has you know some interesting ideas and if they say they got it from this book I should probably listen to that book and that can start you reading um I do actually recommend reading shorter books to start um It's definitely a lot easier to read, uh, you know, the classic example is, you know, novellas, right? They're, I love novellas. They're great because they're, you know, 100 pages of really good storytelling and they can be really refined. It's a lot easier to read that than like an Ayn Rand novel where it's like 700 or 800 pages. And that can give you a lot bigger of a sense of accomplishment if you actually finish a book rather than getting a quarter of the way through it. Uh, Another thing is just try to establish the habit of reading before anything else the habit could be minuscule i mean you know read five minutes a day it can be tiny it doesn't really matter the main idea is that you get in the routine of actually doing it and later on you can expand it more if you'd like to the main idea the main hump again to get over is the actual formation of the habit of reading you want to make it as easy as possible for you to be successful
1: Right. That's interesting because I think, at least for myself before, <laughs> literally what you just told me, reading was a sort of entertainment for people. And I and, and, and I bet it still is a form of entertainment for a lot of people, but how you ex- access that entertainment is through habit. I would have never even thought of like making reading a habit, you know, because, because I just figured, oh, people that just happen to like to read just they get to read these amazing stories that I don't because reading is boring to me. But that also I'm definitely not in the habit of reading. And I kind of wish I was and what you just said is actually very interesting. So five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day of just reading a
0: book that you think you'll like, you want to make it silly if you don't complete the task, right? You want to be able to be like, okay, if I can't read five minutes a day, that's just (laughs) upsetting. Like, I have to be able to do that. And another thing is, if you miss it one day, it doesn't matter. You missed five minutes of reading. The big idea is to recognize that you missed five minutes that day and go back and do it again, even the next day, you know? It doesn't matter. A lot of people get broken down from missing just one day or one week or something. It doesn't matter. The big idea is to keep going.
1: Right. Yeah Do you have any book recommendations for? Do I have any
0: book recommendations?
1: How our, our, our folks at home do you have any even for me, knowing me, do you have any book recommendations?
0: Knowing you, do I have any book <laughs> recommendations? Well, if you're into stories and that sort of thing, I and you're into shorter books. There's a book I read recently, uh, Candide by Voltaire, which is kind of a satire philosophical novella it's like 80 pages let's go (laughs) it's fantastic uh it's so clever voltaire being the inventor of free speech very smart guy um and that that reading is just super interesting it's only 80 pages you can probably read it in a day if you'd like
1: wow i might actually do that (laughs) not just for the sake of i'm saying i'll do that because i'm on a podcast i might actually go out (laughs) and read that book now in five minutes a day you know if it works it works um Another question I had was in regards to working and studying. Again, college student here. I happen to do a lot of studying. And I'm sometimes conflicted about what I should be doing with my ears when I am doing the studying. And I I know for a lot of people, music can be helpful. I know for a lot of people, music is a little distracting. Sometimes music with words kind of throws them off. Sometimes louder music makes it more intense for them to work. I know this guy who would listen to Mario Kart music while he was working because it'd make him go faster. I don't know if that works for people, but I was wondering, what are your thoughts on listening to music or podcasts like this one
0: while working or studying? There's been a lot of like research studies into the effects of like your audio surroundings when you're actually working on things. Um, the classic example is listening to podcasts while driving. There was a big group of people who thought that this was really dangerous. And the more and more research that we get on this ap- actual topic, we find that it really helps people concentrate quite a bit, um, especially on monotonous tasks. So studying something that's nonverbal is generally fine with podcasts or with music that have a lot of lyrical focus. So take, for instance, math as a great example, chemistry, something like that, where there's a different part of your brain that's actually responding to the music than whatever it is you're actually working on. Now, this could get into a big conflict, right, if I was studying Shakespeare, right, and I was listening to some lyric-focused music it would get confusing to read. And some people can deal with it just fine. But on the average, it's not very good. One of my favorite things to listen to and what made me really get into listening to music while actually working on things is a album called Ambient One by Brian Eno. And he invented he was the creator of ambient music. And it just has these long tape loops of piano and choir. And it's very, very subdued. That makes you focus a lot heavier. And the research backs it up, too. If you're able to have an environment that it even takes away ambient distraction sounds, you know, if you're listening to an ambient track and a car whooshes by, you don't really have the effect, the startling of the car, and you can concentrate for a lot longer periods of time. Now, don't try and concentrate for four hours at a time or whatever doing this, because you'll just get really burnt out. But it does make concentrating a lot easier. And anytime you can make something easier while still producing better work, you want to do it.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially for myself. Sometimes I sitting down. And sometimes I feel like this excitability about doing my work in which music is actually helpful. Like more hardcore music is like, yeah, I'm doing my work and I'm listening to music, having a good time. And then sometimes I need more mellow or sometimes I don't need any music at all. And I kind of wonder what, what's like the safe balance in regards to that. But also how do you get in the mood to do studying?
0: Studying again is a very goal oriented thing. You want to have a concrete, hey, I will work on this for an hour. That's it. That's all I need to do in order to continue working. And it's just the same thing with a morning where getting over that first hurdle is really the hardest part. After that, you get into a flow. So setting yourself a concrete goal of I will and make sure it's input-based, too. You want a goal that's generally based on time, not the output, not how much work you get done. You know, if I get the assignment done, as much as I worked on it for about two hours total, that's that's good enough for now. And, you know, you want to work ahead. You don't want to have to be constantly catching up. It's You're never going to actually be in a calm state of mind when doing so, and it's never going to turn out well. The biggest thing is to remain calm, set yourself systems that allow for your success, and just roll with it.
1: Well, that brings up another thing, and this this is a question, I think, more directly on you, rather than this the normal person, but how do you stay motivated to do the things you do? You do a lot of reading. I know you are a student, so you do a lot of student-related things. You, um, I know you have some level of interest in the stock market. You do this podcast. How do you stay motivated to do all these things. How do you stay motivated to be productive?
0: Now, motivation is another one of these uh, false sort of traps. There's very few people that feel motivation all the time. Mot- motivation is a and is an alluring attraction, right? Because you can feel it all of a sudden and get a huge amount done uh, and really power through and you'll notice the next day you're exhausted. The next day you're tired. Um, motivation isn't something that I strive for. There is a a classic quote from like David Goggins. If you've heard about him, it's kind of cliche to bring him up, but he's a classic example of he has very little motivation, but a lot of drive and he's able to um, do some unbelievable things. I think he held the pull-up world record. Um, He ran a marathon with no training out of nowhere. And he was one of the fastest runners uh, in that race Um, he's a navy seal a bunch of things and the main thing that he always has emphasized is that it's not motivation that gets him through things it's drive it's the need to feel accomplished rather than the actual need to work on something i have some sort of drive too that's just accumulated with time it's very hard to force yourself to be a certain way right It's honestly impossible with a lot of ways. I can't just make myself a genius. I can't just make myself this certain thing. But what I can is work towards it. And I can set myself the systems that allow me to work towards it. That's why I have the task management system. That's why I have a proper calendar. That's why you're reading off of a notes sheet. You want to set yourself systems that actually allow for you to develop as a person And you want to take your mind away from the parts that aren't very important, the parts that can be handled by external systems, and instead focus very internally on making yourself better.
1: Very motivational, even though this is more about drive, as I've just picked up. But just to reiterate for myself and maybe anybody else who might have missed, what would you say is the difference between motivation and drive?
0: The difference between motivation and drive is motivation is a fleeting emotion. Mm -hmm. I would compare drive to the love you feel for a family member you innately have it uh, you know and it's developed over time over years of knowing someone whereas motivation is more of the love at first sight type of thing it's very powerful but it's fleeting there's a huge difference in the amount that you're able to accomplish because of that When I'm talking about productivity, I'm talking about the long term. I'm talking about what you can get done in five years, 10 years, your whole life. Uh, What a lot of people mean when they're talking about productivity is what they can get done in a day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Productivity Podcast. Thanks so much for being on, Daniel. Thank you. No, it was great. As a fan of this
1: podcast, um, I'm glad I got to get on, ask some questions, figure out more stuff, and a more personal conversation. I hope everybody else also um, got to gauge a new kind of perspective and understanding of what productivity really means and how it can help you and how it has positively affected Bryson himself. So,
0: yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all next week.